0: Oh, hey, and welcome back to episode six of Faith in the Fire. I am your host, Noelle Lynn, and I am excited to be back with you guys today. Folks, it has been a hot minute since I have recorded an episode and I have been busy um, and we are going to talk about kind of what's been going on and I'm going to share with you um, a concept Um, that I've learned a lot about in this transition that I've been going through the past few months. So last episode, I don't know if you remember, but we had a dear friend of mine, John Baptiste, with us, and we covered fear, and it was so timely that we covered that at that time because I was actually going through a pretty uh, fearful uh, kind of acceptance stage of what God was asking me to do, um, and so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, and I'm going to explain to you kind of what I've been working on and kind of where I've been. So you guys know that I haven't just disappeared on you. I would never. So a few months back, um, I we started the coaching company, Waymaker Coaching. Um, Erica and I were doing a lot of really good things. Uh, and I was I was feeling very much in my element. I started writing my book. I was excited about all of the things. And I was, you know, working on possibly finding more things that I could do working from home uh to to help kind of support my family and also to kind of give me a, an outlet uh for income outside of what I was already doing in real estate and coaching. And so that all has that all is tied into some pretty personal things, uh, dealing with, you know, just kind of the kids and things like that. So we won't get into any of that um, this episode, but maybe another episode we will. Um, so I was looking into all of these different options where I could work from home and still do all the things that I was doing and nothing was coming to fruition. And I finally, you know, I talked to Erica one day and I was like, Erica, I think I'm supposed to go back into education. I think that's where God's calling me, you know? And so I started applying for different educational positions, and I ended up getting a position as an assistant principal um, at a charter school here in Fort Worth. And so it's interesting, though, um, because this entire experience is leading me to the topic that we're going to speak about today, and that is answering the call that God has on your life. And so in this process, I have realized that God is calling me to, you know, sometimes we we get a vision of what we're supposed to be doing and um, we become passionate about something. And sometimes when, when we're passionate about something and there's a desire in our heart for that, uh, what we really need to do is we need to check it against, you know, what God's calling is for us. And is that desire coming from a holy place or a selfish place? And so what I realized in my pursuit of my goals was, you know, I really love coaching. I love growing people. Um, I love being in a position where I can pour into somebody's life. And so I was really feeling called to coach. And so I had that part right. I had that part right. And so um, coaching is still what I'm doing, um, both inside and outside of education, but uh, he was pulling me back into education because the—I mean—the state of education is just—it's a travesty. And if you don't think it's a travesty, you obviously don't work in a school. But uh, we have such a shortage of teachers since the—the the mass, you know, the Great Resignation or whatever we're calling it. But um, so one of the things that I had a hard time getting over going back into education is, you know. I took a very clear stance against, you know, the system and how things are built. And I still don't like the state of education. And I still don't agree with a lot of the things that are, that are, you know, being put on our children and on our teachers and on our admin. A lot of it is, you know, a, you know, I just don't agree with it. And so for me, it was a lot about um i had to get over myself and just listen to god and and trust him and you know once i got that position in in a school i just had to remember that you know in all things work as if you're working for christ and so i i did i poured my whole self into it so that's where i've been i've been super busy Um, doing that and it's been such a blessing and so I've met some really exceptional teachers and I was put in a position um, where I'm at a school that is you know failing academically and is at risk of you know if we don't show progress you know we we are at risk of you know maybe not staying open and so It's just really interesting how God puts you in these places and I was put in this place and it just so happens that pretty much everything that's keeping this school from growing is perfectly aligned with every experience that I've ever had in education because I don't know everything. I just, I've experienced what I've experienced and I know what I know. And so, but everything that I know or have experience with seems to be where the holes are in, in this particular school. And so it's it's funny how the the puzzle piece kind of fit perfectly together. And it's also funny because I, you know, when I was praying about everything and some of you uh, who are close friends of mine, you've even prayed with me and you know what my prayers were. I was fasting and I was praying before getting, um, before getting a position and I, I told God, I said, do not make me choose. I don't want to have multiple offers, whatever, whoever the first school is that offers me a position, I'm taking it because I don't want to have, I had decision fatigue at that point And I was like, I don't want to make another decision. I don't want another, you know, call to be on me. I just, whoever offers me first, that's who I'm taking and so um i did end up taking uh the first offer and it was funny because it was actually the um position that paid the least had the most problems like it was like the absolute like opposite of what anybody else might choose but um i took that position and i'm so glad i did and here's here's kind of what i'm learning in in this process of kind of letting go of what i want to do and what i picture and i might have a desire in my heart to coach but you know, my my picture of what coaching looks like or what my coaching looks like may be different than what God's calling is or what God's purpose is in my coaching. And so once I let go of that and things started to fall into place, it was amazing how comfortable I felt um, and how, how perfectly things just aligned and how... How much progress was made in such a short period of time? And so I'll give you some examples of this, and this is kind of how I know that I'm exactly where um, I'm supposed to be. And I get this question a lot: like, how do you know that it's God calling you to this, or that it's a calling on your life from God, and it's not just you know you wanting to do something and painting a pretty picture of what you know he thinks or what you think God is telling you because you want whatever scripture is to fit perfectly into your ideals instead of making your ideals transform into what God's picture is, right? And so we're doing it backwards. Well, this is how I know. So in uh, John chapter 15, verse 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last And so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. And so when I look back and I see, you know, where were things that I I did out of my own fleshly desires and where were the things that I did answering God's call, what I see is the difference is I see fruit when I when I look back and I see where I answered God's call versus doing whatever I want. When I did what I want, what I saw was chaos. I saw stress. I saw overwhelm. And I'm not saying that there's not overwhelm and and chaos um, where I'm at now because that's not necessarily the only indicator of you are or are not doing what God is calling you to do. Um, there's definitely stress. There's definitely um, overwhelm at times. But what I see more of is fruit. And I don't know who is all familiar with the verse, um, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, where the fruits of the Spirit are literally written out. And it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it says in those verses, against such things, there is no law, and so if you see an abundance of love, an abundance of joy, an abundance of peace, patience, all of those, then that's how you know, and you can kind of self check that hey, I'm doing exactly what God has called me to do, and so just kind of going back into my my experience. Um, I walked in, um, and what the first thing that I noticed was lacking in this school was joy. Uh, the teachers were just overwhelmed. The admin was overwhelmed. There was minimal laughter, uh, not a whole lot of smiles. As a matter of fact, I, I remember um, week, week two, I think, of me being there, maybe even the first week, uh, I had a teacher come up to me, and I all I did was say thank you for them being at their door. Uh, during passing periods and I had a teacher come up to me and, and tell me how much that meant to her and how much that filled her cup just being told thank you like being seen and appreciated for I mean honestly quite honestly just doing the bare minimum of their job but being told thank you was something that she just didn't didn't have and um, and it's it was because there was so much overwhelm and the pressure of you know the school performing and uh, increasing scores and teachers doing this and students doing that and admin doing, you know, everything. And it was just a lot. And so what was not happening was a lot of gratitude, appreciation, um, being, being kind to each other, being gentle with each other. Um, and so it was really interesting that a simple thank you kind of sparked some joy on that campus things that we often take for granted in, in our day to day, we don't thank people enough. And so, uh, one of the things that I've seen increase on the campus is, is joy, but even more so internally, I have peace about my decision. And so that's another fruit of the spirit. I might not be able to bring peace to, um, the entire campus cause it is, it, you know, it's a lot. Uh, but I have peace inside of me like i don't feel like i'm any like i'm supposed to be anywhere else i don't have the chaos necessarily that i i would have in other you know times where i thought i was doing what god called me to do what i really have is internal peace a peace that surpra- surpasses all understanding uh going against what i would have ever thought myself doing again and i still have peace about it so Those are some things that you can kind of check up against. I want to go into um, detail about, you know, a couple of the uh, fruits of the spirit, kindness and goodness um, and how those are defined. I think that, um, you know, it it says that the heart is deceitful and it it tells us in the Bible that we are born sinful beings and that there's nothing good about us outside of God and so for me the the fruit of the spirit of goodness um is a huge indicator that god is present because we as humans there's nothing good about us and so if there is goodness present uh you can be pretty sure that whatever you're working on wherever you're at it is it is being fruitful and that is that is fruit that will last and i want to i want to kind of clarify too uh goodness doesn't mean that you're you're doing all the good. Sometimes the goodness is is spreading kind of like you can spread love. Uh it's a lot about, you know, passing on that desire to to do good. And, you know, a couple examples of this from where I'm at now is I have watched other teachers say thank you for things. I have watched teachers step up to the plate and start to lead where they would have normally just sunk back and said, that's not my job and done whatever, but they've stepped up to the plate. The teamwork is phenomenal, especially over these past few ice days that we've had. Uh, The goodness that has been flowing from my teachers is unbelievable. We've been working, even though we haven't had um, instructional days, we've been working and they have just, I mean... I had sixth grade members of the sixth grade team helping the eighth grade team. I had members of the eighth grade team helping the seventh grade team. I had brand new teachers that were moved from seventh to eighth grade, you know, jumping in and helping on both, both grade levels and over, over exerting themselves and, and just doing what was right and doing what was good for, for the team. And so when you see that you can, you can be sure that God is present um, in, in that. And so that's that's just a couple examples of the goodness that I see flowing from other people. Not just from me, but just other people. And I wanna talk about kindness because I think that sometimes we think uh kindness is almost like self-sacrificing and there's a there's part of that. But sometimes the kindest thing that you can do is tell somebody the truth. Because if you're really truly for them you're not gonna let them continue to live a lie, and um, I think that oftentimes we we misinterpret kindness as being for being nice and saying nice things and making sure that every single word out of our mouth is positive, even if it's a lie. And one of the things that I've learned in in doing what I'm doing now as an assistant principal is you know i've had to teach other uh leaders our my grade level administrators or my essentially they're like grade level uh leads um i've had to teach them how to coach and so i'm i'm still coaching and i'm still coaching people up on how to coach but i've had to be pretty honest with some of them and let them know that you know a lot of their stress is coming from their own doing and it's coming from their own doing because they're not doing X, Y, Z, or, you know, they need to be more of a leader in this area or that area. Um, and I've had to have those real and raw coaching conversations, uh, that have really resulted in tremendous growth, um, in, in my leadership on my, on my team. But it's also been some of the feedback that I've gotten the most gratitude from, right? Right. So when I've, you know, I had to finally tell one of my GLAs that it's not their job to stop in the middle of class to deal with a discipline issue and that they need to, you know, help that teacher and coach that teacher up on how they are, you know, handling discipline in their classroom. And I had to flat out look at that GLA and say, listen, you're overwhelmed by your own doing. You're doing this to yourself. You've created this monster. You've created this beast and now you've got to tame the wild beast that you've created. And here's how we're going to do it. And we've had those, those coaching conversations and he's, he's grown from it. Super grateful that he has grown from it. Um, I've had to help shift some mindset and some focus, uh, for some of my teachers that are, you know, kind of a little bit, uh, overwhelmed by trying to do everything all the time for everybody instead of, you know, putting that back on the teachers whose responsibility it is. And so there's been a lot of growth, but the kindest thing that I was able to do for those teachers was to tell them the truth about their leadership, to tell them the truth about you're overwhelmed because you're overwhelming yourself. You're allowing these things to occur and we need to learn the power of no. And what that does is It empowers the leaders, but the leaders are then able to empower the teachers and everybody grows instead of you just doing it for them and making them completely codependent, which is disastrous. um, Those conversations that you have with those folks that are maybe a little bit painful at the time uh, really are growing pains because you're being kind by being honest and you're being kind by wanting the best for them and wanting to make them, make them grow and make them take responsibility for what they need to take responsibility for. So, um, that's one of the best things that I have, uh, learned in this is that, you know, the fruit, fruits of the spirit are, they sound so perfect, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, but guys, Every single one of those is hard and we cannot have love without re- receiving it from our source first and our source is, is Jesus Christ. We cannot have joy. He is our source of joy. We need to receive it from him first so that we can give it peace, patience. Y'all, if you've ever prayed for patience and then you get put through these trials that require patience of you, sorry, not sorry. I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> like it's It's a good growing pain, but our patience ultimately comes from him. And thank God he's a patient he's a patient father because man, I know I need a lot of patience uh, from him. I just I'm just out here walling out half the time and I just need him to give me redo after redo and and we need to do that for our people too. Who whoever our people are. We need we need to make sure that we're doing that for our people. Kindness is hard without him. Goodness is impossible without him it says so in the bible faithfulness man i don't think any of us are faithful to anything without him and we can't even be faithful to our bible time or you know faithful to our workouts i mean we can't without him and uh drawing our strength from him we just can't uh gentleness is not is not part of our natural being we we aren't naturally gentle we have to we have to pray and ask for the strength to be gentle, the strength to open our ears and our hearts to listen to others and to to handle their feelings with care. I know this is something that took me years to figure out because I was not nice. And it wasn't until I, I recognized that other people feel as well that I actually was able to tune into my natural empath that I am and start feeling the, the feelings of others and, and start kind of walking alongside them through their feelings and being gentle about how long it takes them to get there through their feelings. And I, I still struggle with this and people struggle with it with me. I mean, it's just an ongoing thing that we have to constantly draw uh, from Christ. And it's, it's that, you know, sanctification process of becoming more like him guys. That's what this is and self-control. None of us have it. None of us have it. All of these things are beautiful and so incredibly difficult. So today I just want to encourage you, you know, if you're, if you're wondering if you are answering the call of God on your life, I want you to, I want you to check it up against John 15 verse 16. And Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 verses 23 and just just see how fruitful uh, that choice is for you and and not fruitful in your life but fruitful in others lives and fruitful for the kingdom uh, everything that we do here on this earth is not for our own glory it is for his glory and so when you're being fruit for, when you're producing fruit in whatever your calling is, that fruit should be kingdom fruit and it shouldn't be easy fruit to produce. It should take a lot of you drawing from the source. And so I know a lot of you are in kind of transitional seasons. I, I get phone calls and texts and emails and all the things all the time. Um, I have, now I have teachers coming up to me asking me, you know, how do you know this? And I'm thinking this and should I do that? Or I've had this idea. How do you, you know, how would I go about doing this? And you know, everybody's transitioning and as you're going through transitioning, whether it's in, uh, a career or business, uh, life, a relationship, I want you to check it against, uh, John 15 and Galatians 5, um. And see, see if those things are producing fruit. If they are not producing fruit, it's not for you, and you need to drop it. And so you need to move on to maybe, maybe more prayer and fasting to see what God really is calling you to do. But whatever it is, you need to, you need to move on. And that's all I have for you today. Uh, the next episode, we're going to be talking about pride. It's probably one of my favorite topics. I think I say that every time. Uh, But I think that pride stops us from a lot. And so we'll be talking about pride. Uh, Until then, just remember, it's fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. You just got to have faith in the fire.